Welcome to SB Pod. Football's back. Absolute mayhem. Especially in that 1 o'clock window right before the 4 p.m. kick. Stanford Steve is alongside. It's it, it's it's like you watch the games and you think, what do what entertains us quite like this in the absence of it? And the answer, I think, is nothing. Between the carnage of Saturday and then just the, the I don't even know what the word is for Sunday. Hmm. It's it's just good to see everybody's in a good mood and football is back. And unless unless you're a cowboy fan and then you just you you just give up. Yeah, and everybody wants to overreact. I said it after week one of college football, and it's times a million after week one in the NFL because everybody thinks they know everything uh, because they watch one game, and I am not in that camp. Uh, the way the NFL has changed, the way and the amount of time that is spent on the practice field in preseason games I still consider September as preseason, and I know it counts now, but I'm not going to overreact to anything I saw this weekend. I get it. Your team won. I'm pumped for you. If they lost, it's not the end of the world. Explain to people, having lived during a different time, I mean, it wasn't like it was 100 years ago, but Mm -hmm. I mean, just practice is so much different with the two-a-days you live throughout at Stanford and whatever (laughs) else. Just the amount of time that's spent actually practicing tackle football shout to kenny main mm. it's it's minuscule in yeah. relation to what it once was now there's probably some fine line there's diminishing returns kicked in back in the old days where you know you weren't a tough guy if you, you if you actually wanted water i mean we, we understand that a lot of that caveman behavior wasn't necessary but actually practicing blocking and tackling i assume was beneficial and it's just not done anywhere near what it used to be and it shows itself doesn't it yes the defenses are always ahead of the offenses especially on the on the lines of scrimmage and those guys you know can do a lot more one-on-one stuff they know where they got to get to on a certain thing they know what gap they're supposed to go through on a certain blitz whereas an offensive line is is way more reactionary and Mm -hmm. if you and i are practicing monday through friday and, you know, you you nick an ankle or whatever, and then, you know, I got a new guy coming in on Sunday. It's a whole different world, man. Like, you got to talk that much more, and it's, it's, a, it's not a helpless feeling, but you feel good after we just did five straight days, uh, you know, duo blocks or, you know, gap block and all that yeah. stuff. Love that. Love the gap block yeah. for five years. You're, you're more I... of a gap scheme guy. Mostly, um, yeah. I think everyone understands that because you, you have gap integrity. That's just, that's that's where it starts. You know? uh, if, if if you have if you don't have gap integrity, what do you have? <laughs> Not one thing. No, but you know, and and that's I get it. And the defensive line are always the woofers and the talk and the and and, the, and they they'll let you know. And then I always found it interesting was on the outside the wide receivers. I always thought were ahead of the defenders because. They're getting lit up in one-on-ones because that's all they have right now. Where they're, you know, possibly thinking, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to be in a in a in a man in a man uh, defense here. So it goes both ways. Obviously, the uh, the cherry on top is you, whoever you have at quarterback for your team, and we know the NFL is all about quarterbacks, and that's why. Still, I, I will not say I, I said it yesterday. 
Uh, you know, J-Mac, our guy, is, is going through and, you know, trying to get an importance of games and this. And I'm like, I good for Chicago. That game means absolutely nothing to me. And people are going to, you know, go through and, and dice uh, Trey Lance's performance. Yeah, stop right and, there. And, stop right there. Just and, don't do. Yeah. Why do go? Why why do that? I, I in our show meeting something came up about Trey Lance. I said, did you see? It was played the monsoon. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole exercise is pointless. And then, well, Chicago played in the same field, right? And 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 salute to to Fields who ran around in circles and found a wide open Pettis for a touchdown, and then they get a pick and they they won. No no argument. Yeah. But but I found it. Nine nothing. That was the score when San Francisco played Washington in a game where Garoppolo threw for a buck fifty. Case Keenum shout out threw for seventy seven yards. Not a lot of offense for Washington that day, and equally horrible rainy conditions. San Francisco won the game in Washington a couple of years back. They lost the one in Chicago, but but nothing that happened in that game is, in my opinion, worth concerning yourself with if you're a San Francisco fan. It was just an absolute one off. You flush it. Now, if he looks like if he looks a mess on a sunny day in Santa Rosa, well then, all Santa right. Clara, Santa Clara, Scott, get your Bay Area right. Santa Clara, <laughs> Santa Rosa. I don't know. I haven't spent enough time there. Clearly, Santa yeah. or San, Santa Rosa is not near it. Santa Rosa is actually where you were. Santa Rosa is right across the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. Santa Clara is down down by uh, Groton. By what about San Santa, by, what about by, out by Groton? By San Jose. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what I'm saying. If I it's know a what sunny you're saying. day and he's a mess. That's a problem. All right. Let me yeah. ask you. Let's let's work our way backwards from what we've seen most recently. And it, maybe maybe it'll feel dated for our listeners by the mm-hmm. time we talk what went on Saturday. And it does feel like it was 100 years ago because there's yeah. just so much to process. But I, I did write down a number of things that mm-hmm. I don't think I'm overreacting to what I saw, but I'm willing to buy them as real that I saw on Sunday. I'm just I'll just start with this. I think what what Mahomes and the Chiefs did mm. w- was was eye opening. <laughs> now I noticed that the pro football focus grade for him wasn't very good. I'm just not smart enough to understand how smart you guys are. I don't know. I just saw him throw five touchdowns, no picks, four different touchdown catchers, and I'm just not smart enough to know why it wasn't good. Um, I'm not going to concern myself with why I'm not smart enough. I just I thought what we saw from Mahomes yesterday was the was the type of accuracy, innovation, um, just all of it adds up to something that's very difficult to stop. And Arizona couldn't. That felt real to me. 100% agreed. And I forgot when it was NFL Network is doing their NFL training camp, you know, check-ins, and they got the people at different camps. And then one of the days I had it on, it was the Chiefs Day. And I found it fascinating I, you know, they had Andy Reid come up, they had Mahomes come up, they had Kelsey, and they were, you know, the question was, how do you feel about everybody getting better in your division? And every single guy was like, I absolutely love it. Bring it on. We're ready. It's going to make us better. And then I think about how Andy Reid would do that with his team. And I'm pretty, I, there had to be a conversation like, hey, this is what Tyreek Tyre Hill did. Who wants these numbers? Because they're out there. Because we still have 15 at quarterback. He will get you the football. I promise you, we will design things to get you the football. You get open, you get the football. And that's the biggest thing to me in this league. And this the, that's where the biggest difference makers are, is out on the edge. You can't touch these guys when they're running routes. It's, it's, it's a known fact. 
and it's the hardest thing in the world uh, besides pass blocking, I think, is covering guys in open field. And that system is pretty good. And yeah. uh, it showed out yesterday. It certainly did. And just speaking to pass catchers, just for, for I mean, this is a fantasy slash reality type things. Devontae Adams went nuts. Mm. Uh, Jamar Chase went nuts. Justin Jefferson went nuts. Cup on Thursday night went nuts. A.J. Brown set a record for the Eagles in his very first game. Went nuts. I'm going to I'm gonna miss people. Jahan Dotson. He show, showing out. Come on. The rookie, the rookie from Penn State with two two touchdown catches for Washington. But it it certainly, to your point, feels like early on, there, a couple guys ran well. Fournette had a big day. Jonathan Taylor, who only gets a, a buck 50-plus against Houston, did it again in a game they tied. But you saw some of those things that I guess maybe reveal where guys have a big head start. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, playing cornerback, I mean, I mean, yeah. sure, if you paid me a lot of money, I sure I guess I'd be happy to do it. But I mean, even if you're even if you're awesome at it, you're just gonna get toasted constantly. Mm-hmm. And it happened. Oh, it's Diggs had a big game for Buffalo, had a touchdown. He gave up Ramsey the what for after he scored in, in LA. Speaking of things you're willing to buy, I mean Buffalo. The world's on them, and oh. they went to L.A., and I see why. I mean, part of that was a Ram. The Rams up front looked a mess. Yep. They couldn't keep that, that defense off of Stafford. Mm-hmm. Um, and Damian Woody was explaining how Von Miller changes everything uh, for, for Buffalo. So, I mean, that felt real. Um, Green Bay looked bad, but was that Minnesota? Last year, they looked bad. Week one, they looked fine eventually. But Devontae was a Packer. I I left. I, I watched that game with Green Bay yesterday. I thought, huh, I I'm not ready to. I mean, I'm not saying sell the stock or panic or any of the rest of it. I just I thought it was a combination of Minnesota looked. They're going to be different with the new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that I think they're a threat to Green Bay. Is that a hot take? No, not at all. Uh, I think it's it's you know it's it's come a time. Um, I will say, think about what Green Bay looked like last year in week one. That's, and of course, they you, look, know, you got, got that guy in charge. They'll, I they'll, get it. They won't look like that again. Let's just say that. Okay. But there is an opportunity there for the fresh mindset that Minnesota has with an offensive head coach and the guys they have on that offense mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And I, I look at their defense like I, they got some guys up front that will get after you. And you saw well, that's that. the th- that's the issue that. for them. That yeah. that's that they just need to be better defensively. And I'm with you. I mean, I'm sure Dalvin Cook is will be happy not to just be ground. Down. You remember you're a little kid, you had an eraser on your mm-hmm. pencil and then it would get to the point where you'd have to bite the sides. <laughs> right. And then it would be like a little sharp, like lethal, uh, like it was like a knife on top. But that was the only way you could get some eraser to the very tippy top of it and mm-hmm. then you get to the point where you'd shred the paper i don't know I, people that are young are like they don't even know how to write w- letters because they just type and hit send on their phone but i'm saying that cook would probably be thrilled not to be like that eraser on your elementary school pencil getting ground mm-hmm. down to nothing if they just chuck the rock around a little bit but i mean green bay got stopped on the one and even even as bad as they looked it's it's a two score game. Green Bay's got the ball, and I said to you as we watched the game, they're going to screw around scoring to be a one score game, and Minnesota's going to get freaked out and blow it." They didn't. They they held on and won. Mm. Uh, but Green Green Bay didn't look good on offense, but they didn't look close to as bad as as Dallas did. And that's before Dak got hurt. Of course, he's going to uh, miss a couple months. It would appear after surgery on his hand. But they were terrible before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, C.D. Lamb 
I think we'll miss Cooper a lot. Um, there's Cooper that CD's maybe more more dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. But it certainly helps to have a great route running wide receiver one slash wide receiver two, whatever way you looked at it with Cooper out there. They just they just couldn't seem to get open. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they, Dallas went right down the field the first time they touched the ball, got three and never scored again. Only team that didn't score a touchdown. And again, I'll say it, that's before Dak got hurt. Uh, salute to their defense for keeping him in that game. But I don't know, man. Like that, it's it's a it's got to be a spooky feeling to look that bad, lose your quarterback, and mm-hmm. think it's the twelfth of September, and not that you punt on the season because there is a long way to go. But it's mm-hmm. certainly it's as bad a feeling as you can have if you're a fan of a team. I would think to be a Cowboy fan on this particular Monday. Yes, but I, when I go back and I watch a lot of it today. So much of it, Scott, I think is Todd Bowles and that Tampa Bay defense. Every time you look at that, every play where you know where the where the impact is, guys are in the right place. I agree. They're super aggressive. Also, they're, true. you're changing looks up, and they got really, really good guys. Great uh, play, Barrett, so, David, Vea. Oh God! And then just so they're so they're just like every guy that they whose name they say, you're like, ooh, he's good. Yeah. I, I'm not I again Ooh, I, I liked him in college. Yeah. <laughs> I like him in the pros too. I mean, they just step right in, slide in and are and are excellent. Um I, I hear you. Uh it 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 wasn't like they played badly against a bad team. They played they Dallas played poorly against a really good team. Mm-hmm. Can I ask yeah. a question that I, I, I didn't mention this last night, but the more I thought about it today, uh I was just curious. What were the what was Tom Brady wearing on his feet? He has these. He's worn them since he got to Tampa. They look like uh, nurse shoes, rub, robot boots. Um, he, he's worn those since he's been there. Yes, he's. he's why they in. look? Why they look different last night? Because uh, I don't think he. They've worn the white pants with them. They always okay. seem to wear. You know, uh, they go with. I don't know what they call that dark gray that they wear. That's terrible. That the color of their helmets are Pew- pewter, Steve. Oh, pewter. Yeah, it's putrid is what it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, little, little, there's a wordsmith over there. Well, there you're, you a ge- you're a gear guy. I just yeah. was surprised. That you no, he's worn him. Like- he's worn him. And I think the white ma- the white pants made him pop last night. All right. I don't know. I was just was, I was looking at him in retrospect going, mm. huh, those are interesting. Sort of some sort of orthotics going on. Vikings going all white, too. Even the white uh, high white socks and, and white leggings was interesting. No purple on the on the pants. To Any other jersey. Any any other uh, uh, gear things to, worth mentioning? Well, or, I just, actual, or actual I, football? You want? To I appreciate everyone reaching out on a college football Saturday and sending me videos of guys that are wearing uh, shorts, spandex, uh with thigh pads underneath them, and everyone listening to the pod and, and and realizing it is a problem. And even you, Saturday night, sending me a video saying your favorite uh, spandex with thigh pads for more of the night game. So. Um, it's it's out there. It, it just makes me laugh um, because I worry that guys are going to get shattered kneecaps and it's only a matter of time. All right. Stanford, Steve, I'm looking at a fella number 94 for Florida. Mm-hmm. Is, is this Tyreek Sapp? He's uh, he's wearing. Hold on. There's there's shorts. And I'm talking mid thigh shorts. And this is an enormous human. Mm-hmm. And it, it 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 you said it was a problem, and it, I I I saw it, and I said I have to send it to Stanford Steve. 
<laughs> and I'm sure you didn't want it because people have to be sending this to you all day. But but I'm t- it's mid thigh. It's and, and this is a I mean, the man looks phenomenal in his uniform. I'm not knocking him. He doesn't. Mm. Like, no one would want to see me out there in that. Like, look, look Correct. at the who's this peepaw in the, in, in the bike it's short a pogo stick. <laughs> Can you imagine how badly it would go for me out there in the middle of a defensive yeah, line? We get you some double thigh pads, make the quads look extra thick. Goal line, goal line. I'm out there. I come running out. Well, I wouldn't run. I would just walk quickly. I haven't run in full speed in a long time, as we know. I would not do as well as Tyreek did, but I, I'm worried about you, Tyreek, because you're 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 from the middle of your thigh down is just exposed skin. There's nothing mm. covering it, but that's the look of the moment. You, I got one more headline I want to ask you about from, from Sunday. And I mean, there's yeah. look, we could go by every team and, and we could talk for an hour. Saquon and the Giants, they go for two. Everyone loves it when you go for two until you mm-hmm. don't get it. I've said yeah. it a thousand times, but the Giants <laughs> got it mm. and they win. And that's that's a move Rabel's done for Tennessee. I think it's a player's coach kind of move. It sort of shows faith, shows belief. They pitch it on a little shovel pass to, to Saquon. He gets hit behind the line, but gets shakes that off, plows through a runner at the goal line, had like a 168, I think it was, on the ground. And you saw him, when they score, the two to take the lead, just chuck the ball. It felt like just such a like a primal release. Yeah. And then they got to get lucky to a degree and, and survive a, a Randy Bullock kick that would have beat them, but it didn't go. And so mm-hmm. that allows the Giants to be really happy today. Mm-hmm. And as a guy that grew up just despising them because of the rivalry with Washington, <laughs> it's amazing to it's this is I feel like I'm showing growth here. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for Saquon Barkley. I'm happy for New York. Um, I have a lot of I'll regret saying that because I have a lot of friends that are giant fans. And so if they're good, they'll be obnoxious, just insufferably obnoxious. That's okay. We'll worry about that then. Today, I'm happy for him because I felt like Barkley looked like the guy that we remember streaking across the sky like a meteor you feel like that's you feel like it's real what he showed yesterday absolutely absolutely you you heard when we talked fantasy all summer i told you i i'm ready for it he's ready for it and you know giants fans from jersey and new york and all that and everything and i have plenty of giants fans growing up in connecticut that i know i they are so relieved that they have a different head coach that would make that decision because they've struck out time after time. I feel like at the head coaching position where they just want some aggression, they want some things to be out there and they want to have something to root for. And here, seeing that, hearing that all day last night or all night last night. And then today waking up to it, like guys, you didn't win the super bowl, but I'm, I'm, I am happy for you um, that you have a little, a little hope. Uh, that's all anybody wants this time of year. And um, no, it was great to see Saquon. Uh, he's an unbelievable talent. And uh, he's, they, they got to keep, uh, they got to keep the throws short and not put the game in their quarterback's hands. If they do that, and I think the head coach is smart enough, they'll be fine. Dable starts out a winner. Mike McDaniel, a winner and, uh, in Miami. O'Connell, a winner in Minnesota. If I, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have started this because now all these first-time coaches, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to skip over. Um, we got Hackett with a chance on Monday night with Denver. Yep. Who am I missing? Dennis Allen coached the Raiders before. Don't count him. Bears, Coach E, big win. 
Eber, Eber, Eberflusser. Yep. <laughs> I know. I know. I know that's not it. They, but uh, you said that game didn't count. Uh, I, I, it counts. I'm not taking anything away from it. Eberflus and the Bears. Salute to them. Hey, the win's a win. Yeah. And we're definitely forgetting somebody that's a first-time coach that won. But that's how many I can remember right now off the top of my head. That's all you need, buddy. I'm right here for you. Thanks, pal. No no one's listening. Is that true? Somebody normally normally will send a note. Oh, they'll get on you. Whoever we forgot, we'll remember next time. Thanks for listening. Before we move on here, one quick thing I'd like to mention. Encouragement, actually. To check out our friend Stanford Steve on his other podcast, Stanford Steve and the Bear. Every Thursday, Steve and the Bear looking ahead to the college football weekend with lines and picking some winners as well. That's Stanford Steve and the Bear. You can follow the show wherever you're listening to this podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Biggest upset from Saturday that you enjoyed, that you personally enjoyed? Uh, I feel terrible for saying it, but it's Georgia Southern. Uh, They, to watch that game, and remember last year when I watched Stanford beat the crap out of USC in week two, and the next morning Clay Helton gets fired. And then to see him as the coach of Georgia Southern go, it's not because Frost got fired. I just thought all that in there, they had the reunion, throwback uniforms from Nebraska, and Georgia Southern, my favorite uniform in the sport also, maybe a little biased there, just kept answering. And Nebraska's offense was not the problem. It it was that defense, and Georgia Southern just kept answering and answering and answering. And it was incredible to watch. Uh, and it just, for me, it, like I'm sitting there the whole time, like, is the Sun Belt going to do this again? Because obviously Marshall and App State pulled off those upsets. And I'm just like that, that, that capped the night for that conference. And it's a good brand of ball. We follow plenty of teams. We watch all those teams in that conference. Plenty of them featured in winners. Uh, no big deal. Winners no big again. Deal. No, no big, big deal. deal. Uh, but that was the, you know, the capper. So it was uh, Clay Helton being, you know, Having a, having a chance to, you know, almost 365 days later, I, I thought that was pretty special. That's that's really well put, and, and framing it that way is, is is important because he, everyone said, as a guy, he's as good a guy as there is yes. in the sport. Everyone universally acknowledged that he's a wonderful dude. And he went from Los Angeles, California, to Statesboro, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And now he's not the coach of a glamour program. Uh, he's a coach of a, he's a ball coach mm-hmm. and, and, and a proud program that's, that's won through the years. And man, did they play great. I'm flipping back and forth watching that on Saturday night and they made plays. I mean, yeah. they had, they had to make plays to win the game. 
and they did it. They went after they gave up the lead and gave up the, uh, a touchdown late fourth. They go down the field, didn't blink, man. Had to hit a fourth down, did. It just hit play after play. And so good for him, good for that team, good for that league. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and you could see it a mile away for, for AM against App State. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I loved the spot for App State until they lost in gut-wrenching fashion at home to Carolina the week before. Mm-hmm. Like I always wonder how does how does a group of young men respond, right? But the human nature factor of that is you're AM. We know you got this incredible class that came in and you beat Alabama last year. And boy, you guys love to talk on social media. We get it. Everybody does. I'm not singling you out, but you know, a lot of chatter. And here comes the boys from Boone. And just like Georgia Southern, they're not scared of you at mm. all. They're here to play football. And they whooped on AM. There was a time of possession. It was like two to it was like two to one. It was and it wasn't an accident what happened in that game. And neither was it an accident with Marshall at in Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, I you've God, I've reached a point where I've done this for so long that I even I get sick of the things I always say, but it's it's there are upsets where it's fluky. Yeah. And this and then there are upsets that aren't accidents. None of these results were accidents, meaning it wasn't some goofy thing that happened where punt bounces off somebody's elbow or something. No. App State was better than AM from the game. And they get to leave College Station and then they get to talk crap on social media and, and send out a tweet with the howdy, right? And now you got Miami and Arkansas coming in AM. Your season's not done by any stretch of the imagination. But it's App State that gets to get chesty and they should. And Marshall gets to feel chesty and they should. And Georgia Southern and Clay Helton get to feel great and good for all of them. And it's why I try to tell people that when this playoff expands, there's going to be upsets. It won't be quite the same as college basketball because you only need five dudes and you need like two really good guys and you can pull off an upset or one great shooting night. You you need to have some kind of depth to survive on the field for 60 minutes in college football, but there are going to be upsets. And I don't think what happened on Saturday is a massive outlier um, for what we would see what we will see when this thing expands. Mm-hmm. Um, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, and Nebraska. Nebraska's removed from their greatest days, but still, they lost to App State, Marshall, and Georgia Southern mm-hmm. at home. And none of them were accidents, uh, which is pretty amazing. And just to get back to where we were a couple weeks ago in Nebraska, and you and I were both trying to sell their fans optimism, mm-hmm. and... Now Frost's gone, and I still like it against Oklahoma. I, I was just going to say, it's still there. Oklahoma's still coming to town this Saturday, and you can write everything, everything with a win. Offense looks good. Oklahoma showed some uh, shout-outs to my Kent State squad again, uh, had the over, and Coach Lewis came out and bled the play clock to one every single play in the Didn't first quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. He... No, it, it it didn't. But shout out to him. That was an awesome game plan to try and hang around in the game. They ended up, uh, I'm pretty sure they ended up covering, right? Yes, they did. I, yeah. As I said in winners, there were two yeah. states that aren't states that almost made my list, San Jose and Kent. It's a shame I didn't have them on the list because they both they both covered. Instincts have been good, Steve. Instincts good. You're seeing the ball well. And just to go back, App State, 41 to 18 minutes of time of possession. Marshall, 
50, 5-0, 50 rush attempts, averaging 4.4 to run for 219 yards that, in that game. That doesn't that, happen. That's getting that's that's getting it taken to you in the trenches. And not an accident. Nope. 60 minute, a 60 minute trend is what a- that was. AM, I, I think it was AM had nine possessions, eight first downs. It's impossible. And, and that's against a team. That's against a team that gave up 63 Correct. points last week. 63. Mm-hmm. That's inc- that's nuts, man. Crazy. The sport's crazy. Now, if there's an, I don't want to use this. Too, uh, if there's a, a summary looking back, knowing what we know now about frost, I, I don't, I, I don't know what it is. I, I can't understand how it didn't work. Trev Alberts, their AD said, he worked really, really hard. He wanted it to work. I really wanted it to work. Our boosters wanted it to work. Well, mm-hmm. this is me saying it. It didn't work. And what do you go? 16 and 31. I, I, I cannot fathom that that's what happened. Um, and I remember thinking it, it didn't work. Well, then who? Well, they're, they're, I mean, you see Matt Campbell or people saying maybe if it goes wrong for rule and with Carolina, he could come back to college. And that guy did great at Temple, did great at Baylor. I mean, he's been an excellent college football coach. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Campbell seems to make a lot of sense regionally. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, Frost made all the sense in the world and it didn't work. And it's just, I I can't figure it out. I just find it crazy. Absolutely crazy. You got, We're probably older than our average listener. I'm not sure about that. But just people, think about to the old Big 8 days. Nebraska. Hold on, is- hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're going to make a Big 8 reference, then yeah, we're... <laughs> We're older. We're older than our people that are listening. The Nebraska the is two of the top five names on this search list. I've read Bruce Feldman. I've read Thamel. All of them. Two of the possible candidates to replace Scott Frost and be the head coach of Nebraska are the head football coach at Kansas and the head football coach at Kansas State. Think about that. Like imagine I, being in a time machine and coming back from '94 and and and, and just and, and flying in today, be like, who, who who's Nebraska going to hire? Oh, uh, Kansas is head coach. What? Yeah, because because he's they're off to a, a sizzling three and zero start. Yeah, including a win in in league. Mm-hmm. Where they got the pick six, which always is a reminder when you oh. get to OT <laughs> and you got the dog. Don't forget the dreaded woo woo going the other way. I saw that final and I got like cold. I watched that game. It was, uh, they got some skill, man. Well, listen, if you're Nebraska, you know, the time for honoring yourself is long since passed. At at this point, I think they understand that. They know that they're a long ways removed from what they were. Mm -hmm. And I would think that they'd be willing to do whatever it takes to be a relevant, uh, program that matters mm-hmm. it, 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 on the on the national landscape and and i'll say the same thing to nebraska fans that i've said to people that i remember from my youth you know whether it's i mean miami was beyond me being just a kid but mm-hmm. alabama went through a horrendous stretch it's, oh, it's, yeah. just, it's just way more fun when brand names are are not just good but really good mm-hmm. like and so go nebraska i don't care who it is doesn't matter to me yeah i just think that You've you've done the weird hire where you're like, like it, it's inexplicable who you go out and you get someone that just doesn't make any doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. And 
and then you do the hire that that does make sense and that's frost and he's not close no good um as his predecessor and you guys got rid of polini we don't need to even bring that up but yeah you he was pretty good and you decided you could be better and you'd do anything to be nine and three uh i just i think whatever you, you got to be willing to go in any direction to to matter again um I just don't know what direction that is. No, it's it's Scott. The other thing I think I always go back to this. There are five guys coaching in the sport that have won national titles. Five, 131 schools. And I go. just think about the hires that like we're getting to the point where the hires aren't working out because there's been well, so many of them. And well, it, I, it, they, they, you could say they don't have enough time. It's been bad. You know, whatever, whatever. Didn't win the games you're supposed to win. And it's it's I just start. I have to second guess every hire now. I get like, my the, the Mike Riley hire that did. I mean, and he wasn't. He was better than Frost. Yeah. But but it was just so, so left field that mm-hmm. the fit didn't like you talk about fit. Yeah. Right. Because that's that's there's so many buzzwords. Culture fit. Mm-hmm. Well, OK. Cristobal is a fit at Miami. Well, and maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Frost was as perfect a fit as there could possibly be. Mm-hmm. He went 16 and 31. Yep. And Trev Alberts ate twice as much money as he would have had to have eaten in two weeks or three mm-hmm. weeks if he could have gotten to October 1st. He's just like, can't wait. Gotta make a move. Um, I don't know, man. It's just it's you you're you're saying it exactly right. It's really hard to do this. And it's gotten it's only gotten harder. I mean, it's like Dabo can do it, Nick can do it, now Kirby can do it, Ryan Day can do it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I don't know who else can do it. <laughs> yeah. Mean, who can? Oh. I don't think about what you got to do to do it. Correct. That's what I'm saying. There's five of them. That's why. That's why rooting for teams like the ones I root for. I mean, you know, if win seven or eight, if you can win seven yeah. or eight, beat a team that you're not quote unquote supposed to beat, man, I'm happier than a pig and slop. <laughs> uh, question for you. I'm listening. It just got a little emotional. I just saw Russell Wilson run out into the field back in Seattle. Let's ride. Um, let's ride. Uh, can't wait to see how it plays out. Uh, you mentioned Alabama in that mix. How do you think their practices are this week with UL Monroe coming in? They go for 15 called penalties. There were more. 15 accepted penalties against them. Offense scores 20. And they don't look like the number one team. And I just, I feel for that team this week. I feel for UL Monroe on the back end of this week because. I prefer to pronounce that Monroe. Monroe. I feel okay. bad for Monroe. I think, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you guys, you're catching, you're catching this team at a really poor moment. Now, yeah. let's be, let's be clear though. It's noon. That's 11 in Austin. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the temperature. You know when you make pancakes in your house and you got that mm-hmm. that griddle and <laughs> and it's you throw the butter down and it starts sizzling. Yeah. Cuz I don't do great with the with the monitoring the the gas deal. I just sort of I want it hot so these pancakes are cooked. It was that hot. Okay? Oh yeah. It was really you it was the kind of heat that you could see on television where you could look at people and you'd think, "How are you college people still out there?" You started drinking breakfast there was people at 7 a.m trying to get in the stadium like hey how are you all still aren't even here yet salute to you 
Like, I get it when it's down in Baton Rouge. That's a different species of human, as we've talked to, with such mm. reverence. You have an ability few on earth possess. I didn't know. I, I didn't know Austin had it like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know they can go, but I just I didn't I, I didn't necessarily know it would be an early to rise day game go as opposed to we're ready to go and locked and loaded for a late <laughs> afternoon, early evening kick. But uh, I mean, salute to Texas. Absolutely. Yours, yours is he was clearly unafraid. What a shame he got hurt. Oh, uh, I mean, the game was the game was there for them. Um, I, I think Sark and Texas did a great job. Um, but I mean, Bama was Bama was they looked I don't know. They looked vulnerable. But I mean, again, we talk about not freaking out and re- overreacting to what we saw in that first weekend of NFL games mm-hmm. and turning 60 minutes of tape into a either an indictment or an endorsement. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd say for a team that just doesn't go on the road and and, and take on out-of-conference teams yep. that are in their in their weight class ever, I mean, that's the third road game for him in conference. Yeah. Like, that's just not what they do. So that's, I mean, Texas is a formidable hill to climb, and they just barely got to the top. Salute to their Heisman Trophy quarterback winner. He made the one play that he had. To, I mean, he made more than one play, but you duck a blitzer. You, you find a receiver and, you know, the kicking game, which has been such an Achilles heel for them for years, kid makes a kick and they win. But uh, you asked about Monroe. No, they're just, you know, you're playing, a, you're playing a really angry team with a bunch of five stars. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I, I will say this though, uh, for Saban, I think it's perfect. It's perfect because you tell your team, you know, what, what, what are you getting when you go on the road? Uh, when when you're Alabama and you're coming to town, you are getting everybody's best shot. You're getting the coaches' staff's best shot from the opposing team. You're getting the players' best shot from the opposing team. And you mentioned them. You're getting the opposing team's fans' best effort also. And they showed it. And that's where I think you just you you put that tape on, and, and Nick's going to be able to teach from that. I'm not worried about Alabama at all. I know people are talking about they were lucky to win this. But you know what? Their defense didn't allow touchdowns. They got they stopped Texas. They had to kick field goals. And when it came down to it, the Heisman Trophy brought them down the field. Well, uh, just one more thing. One thing about Monroe before we just punt on their chances. Yeah. Two words. Sunbelt. <laughs> oh, I know. Go about it. I understand. It's just All right. don't, don't. I I gave out three and I gave out three and in, in winners and should have given out seven. <laughs> <laughs> should have given out seven. Uh, yeah. So we got the tides got fun row coming in. Then they got Vandy coming in and then they go to Arkansas. So yes, sir. That team is nice. If they, if they give that effort as they did in Austin this past week in Fayetteville, they're going down. Arkansas is nice. They are versatile. They versatile slash multiple. They, they, I think they ran for almost three hundo on South mm-hmm. CAC. Uh, and I had South Carolina to, to hang around in the uh, in the winners section, and they didn't quite get there. Mm. Uh, but Arkansas is, uh, I'm impressed by them. They're 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 as advertised. That's, yep. That's that's a that's a ranked good team, and and Coach Pittman, in short order, has made them uh, a formidable bunch. Um. Oh, no. What else do I have written down? Basically, I just I had NFL and I mean NFL and college football. Those aren't the only things that are happening, but that's what I had written down. Uh, might have a new favorite athlete in that Alcaraz. That guy. 
that Alcaraz Tiafo match Friday night was insane. I agree. Now Tiafo is a is a DMV guy, yep. as as folks may or may not know. So it's it was cool. The area was was uh, repping him big. And uh, it was great to see him on that stage. But Alcaraz, and I say it that way because that's how he says it, because I'm gonna. this is something that I have learned through the years mm-hmm. with golf. The Z, if you're from Spain, is T-H, Olathabel, right? Olathabel. Jose Lara Marie. Thabel. Jose Maria Olathabel. Yeah. And Alcaraz, well, if you were uh, if you were from Latin America, it would the Z would be hard. It would be a hard Z. But if you're Spanish, the Z is T-H. And he pronounces it Alcaraz. So that's how I said it. Um, I don't know if I'm saying it incorrectly, but I heard him say it that way, so that's how I say it. He's a 19-year-old who spent almost 24 hours playing matches. The, the, the thing about him, and he's obviously great because you you can't beat him, Ugh. but he wasn't beating people easily either. It was It's just the brilliance of the match against uh, Sinner, right? The Italian player, yeah. uh, Tiafo, uh, Rude in the final. I mean, it was just... High, high, high level, spectacular stuff. Uh, he was he was great, and he's just he's just nineteen. Maybe, maybe for a sport that neither of us, from the looks of, you can probably tell neither Steve or I, we're not walking around with a tuba, tennis balls, <laughs> asking if anybody can get a set in. But I mean, we've lived during an era where Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer dominated a sport the way few sports have ever been owned. Just nice to see a new person that's young. That maybe that's the maybe that's one of the next wave of however many people there'll be. Mm-hmm. He was great, awesome. Um, Steve, the Orioles aren't going to go to the playoffs, but you know what? They they gave me hope this year. They got hope you to football season. They did. They did. That, that's the and start. I, and uh, that yeah, exactly. It's just it beats the beats the snot out of being forty nine and a hundred and something. And um, I appreciate optimism. I. It's, I always say optimism is mm-hmm. you know, cost the same. Well, <laughs> I I feel optimistic about the Orioles for the first time in a while. Oh, that's a good one. Love um, love to hear it. Thanks, bud. Um, uh, anything 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 uh, terrible going around the house that we need to update people on? We've been doing all right. School's good. School's kids- good. We're great. <laughs> yeah. Got- uh, I uh, walked into the store today, and I couldn't help uh, but grab one because. You and I have, have uh, had some conversations recently about some different candies, and I think I got you to come around on nerds. Is that true? Um, nerds are fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I was anti-nerd. I want to apologize to the nerd community. Okay. Um, they, they, I'll tell you, I, I'm very pro-sweet tart, and, I, and nerds are like sweet tarts, only way more flavorful. Oh, all right. Good. Because I walked into the store today and bought a bag that has 125 boxes of nerds in it. And I brought it into work. It's time to go to work. I have some nerds. All right. So if you'll excuse me, Steve and I have a show to do tonight following Monday Night Football. And if if I see like if I seem like uh, (laughs) Beavis when he turns into the great cornholio, it's because I had I just mashed up a bunch of nerds and just snorted lines like Tony Montana. I think they're supposed to be eaten. I don't think you're supposed to actually ingest those nasally. So, all right, let's go get some nerds. Let's Uh, ride. Steve, let's ride.